0: This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website, william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message.
1: As children, the stories that we listen to on the recorded tapes of William Branham were stories that molded our lives. There was a strange sense of an unsung folk hero in every one of those stories, and they were oddly inspiring. It was almost like reading a Mark Twain novel. So inspiring, in fact, that many of the churches in the following of William Branham have traded their Bible study and their Sunday school sessions for these milestones in the early life of young William. Instead of a lesson on God's word, many have decided to study history lessons on the life and times of William Branham and Kin. <clears throat> we all wanted to be like that boy, without the hardships, of course. Forced into the wilderness to provide for his widowed mother and his poor siblings in the hills of Kentucky, young Branham was the perfect example of a rugged man who had not yet reached maturity all the while being led by God according to these stories his father was an alcoholic and he drank himself to death when Branham was just a child during this time God started dealing with young William speaking from bushes like the story of Moses visited by angels like the story of Abraham and even announced from the heavens like the story of Jesus Christ not only Was Branham portraying something that we wanted to see? Branham was all of these great Bible heroes wrapped into one package, appealing to not only the Bible enthusiasts, but also those that enjoyed a good adventure novel. It was these stories that molded our view of the character of this man that we knew and loved. Taking us through journeys of his past, We found examples of spiritual things that we longed to have. We all wanted a one-on-one relationship with God, and this man from the hills of Kentucky knew how to give it to us. I can remember the countless hours that I listened to these stories. The very first cassette tape that I was given by my grandfather was one of Branham's accounts of his life story. And I literally wore the sides off of that cassette. I listened to these stories by my bedside at night, being lulled to sleep by the soothing words and incredible accounts of the things that molded William Branham into this man that we thought to be the greatest prophet that this world has ever known. And in later years, I had a copy of this in my car. While the other cars around me were ringing with music and laughter and friendship and life. My soul was intently listening on this man that I thought could never lead anyone astray. There was a strange sense of peace in knowing that every single word that he spoke could be taken as fact, without having to give a second thought to any topic. It's very strange looking back. Those same stories that gave such excitement and peace now bring resentment and agony. As we examine each milestone in those testimonies, we find nothing greater than another novel by Mark Twain trading the darkness and gloom of the end of the days for Twain's captivating and heartwarming conclusions. The climax of these stories was the sudden death of all who did not believe in these stories. And it seemed as though we served a God who did not care for the lives of thousands of Christians in the cities that Branham condemned. When SearchingForVindication.com published their article on the death of Branham's father last night, I awakened this morning to a heavy heart. It is yet another aspect to this story that I knew and loved that was taken away from me. Each new finding is literally ripping a portion out of the man that I once was. Each lie uncovered tears a hole in the fabric of my being that feels like it will never be replaced. Branham's dramatization of these stories surrounding his father's death has brought tears to the eyes of millions around the world. There's almost a feeling of resentment for this evil man that cared more for his alcohol than his poor family his being forced to forfeit a good childhood in the hills of Kentucky for hard work and earned living has inspired many fathers like my own who push their children into the workforce at an early age they're abandoning childhoods of their own to find out that these dramatizations are fiction it hits you in the face With the same sudden gut-riching pain, like a doctor telling you that you have terminal cancer. Quotes like this are what we remember. Making our scorn for this prophet's father. Branham said, My father drank very, very heavy. and Irish, and in fact, that's what killed him. It's 1950, Sermon Index 0820. 53, he says, When I was a boy, my father died. I had 10 children to take care of, and I had to work and support my mother and children. Then, since the Lord has sent me out, why, I haven't had a chance. It's 1953, Sermon Index 1129. Another time, I said I was raised poor, 10 of us children. Daddy died when I had to take care of them and my widowed mother nineteen fifty four Sermon Index 0620. Again he said, and my daddy died and I had to take care of ten children. My mother, I didn't get a chance to get an education. Nineteen fifty five, Sermon Index ten O one. He blamed his education on his father. He said some time ago there was a fellow at Fort Wayne, Indiana said to me, he said, Brother Branham, he was standing behind the stage at Fort Wayne Gospel Tabernacle. He said, it's a shame, your grammar. I said, I know it's awful. I said, I didn't get an education. There's ten of us children, and Dad died. I had to take care of the other nine. 1959-0414 Every single follower is familiar with these stories. And it's shocking when you review the lineup of quotes that Searching for Vindication has put together. The accounts of his own father's death are so vastly conflicting that without the death certificate, we might not have ever known what actually happened to the poor man. William Branham cared so little for his father that he could not even tell the truth about his own death. According to the newspaper account, Charles Branham died at a ripe age of 53 years old at 10 p.m. Services were held at the Pentecostal Tabernacle by Reverend William Branham. Even the name of the church that's holding the services, there's a lie uncovered. Branham claimed to be a Baptist minister whose mother-in-law persuaded not to join the Pentecostal movement. This persuasion and this evil mother-in-law were the reason that God smote his wife and child in the 1937 flood, according to William Branham's testimony. Because William Branham was also so untruthful about his own birth date, we cannot have an exact age for young William who supported his widowed mother and siblings. But the year places his age between 27 and 29 years old. Branham was married to Hope at the time and had two children. They were living in Jeffersonville and working one of three jobs depending on which life story that you believe. To say that his grammar skills were the fault of his drinking father is nothing less to a slap in his father's face. If he did not receive an education as a man who is almost 30, it's no fault but his own. Both the newspaper and the death certificate clearly state that Branham's father died as the result of a 10-month illness. His father did not drink himself to death. According to Dr. Sam Adair, one of Branham's closest friends, Charles died of rheumatic heart disease that progressively worsened until the last 10 months of his life. And it is evident by examining the prophecies that William Branham was not a prophet of God. According to the Bible, prophets of God do not have any failed prophecy. Scriptures tell us to examine the prophets. And if we find one that did not come to pass as the prophet claimed, then we are not to listen to anything else that that prophet has spoken. They're wolves in sheep's clothing, and their sole intent is to lead many astray. But according to Paul, whose prophecy is being fulfilled right before our very eyes, This is not only the fault of the false prophet. Paul says that we are to blame. It is because of our own straying from the word of God that we fall into this trap. And because of our own itching ears that we're enticed by these Huckleberry Finn style stories. Paul writes this to Timothy. He says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who is to judge the living and the dead. And by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort, and with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions." And they will turn away from listening to the truth, and they will wander off in myths. As for you, be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only me, but to also all who have loved his appearing. That's 2 Timothy 4, 1-8. through I personally know men, good men, who love their Bibles, and love their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with all their hearts men who stand for the Bible above the words of any man, and who deny the heretical doctrines that Branham resurrected from the long line of false teachers before him. And yet they still hold on to his teaching, the ones that they can align with Scripture. Some of what Branham spoke is good, very good. When he copied Dr. Franklin's sermon, As the Eagle Stirreth Her Nest, The scriptural representations that Franklin presented arguably made one of the greatest sermons that this world has seen since the Apostle Paul walked through the ancient world. But by promoting the portions that are good, they're also promoting the underlying evil. By lifting up Branham as the author of these words, they're lifting up a man who had false prophecy, fictional stories about himself, and outright lies about spiritual events that he was never associated with. They promote the man instead of the God who told us not to listen to the false prophet. They spread doctrines that are laced with the poison of lies and twisted scriptures. They promote a man who is so filled with evil the evil of Satan and his demons, that this man would lie about his own father's death.